Footprints presents The Incredibles, a series where you meet ordinary but incredible individuals. 进入画面，完美。Astronomy makes the universe comprehensible, so we now see things that we could never have sighted before. It's a discipline that makes you appreciate the development of human civilization. Hi, I'm Liu Boyang, the guy who captured China's space station. A space photographer, an astronomer turned influencer, a science writer, and a programmer. The list goes on as we struggle to find the most appropriate way to introduce Liu Boyang. In this episode of Footprints, we will hear the story of a stargazer who tirelessly explores every possibility to show people why we need to appreciate the starry sky and learn about space and the universe. For most people, Liu Boyang is known for being the first independent space photographer who captured China's heavenly palace, the Tiangong Space Station. In April 2022, this 32-year-old young man made waves on the internet for capturing a stunning shot of China's first permanent space station. In the short animation, one can clearly identify the silver silhouettes of the space station and the outstretched robotic arms of its core module. The Tianzhou Three cargo spacecraft could be seen docking to the back portal. Chinese media crowned his work the best close-up shot of China's space station with the highest definition ever. Before Liu, astronomy lovers and space photographers across China had racked their brains trying to work out how to capture the Tiangong, but to no avail. They either lacked the proper equipment or a mature tracking method. Liu faced the same challenges when he first started. Although having an academic background in astrophysics, he jokes. He was a slacker at school and wasn't supposed to be the one to solve the problem. But with an unyielding spirit and his pure obsession with the space, Liu eventually became the one who made a breakthrough. His quest began in 2020 when he was finishing his doctorate in radio astronomy in Australia and about to return to China. I. Back in 2020, when I was still in Australia, I started off planning to capture the International Space Station. As China hadn't launched its own space station yet, I found software that could control the movement of a telescope according to the orbital criteria provided. But it failed me. It probably had something to do with software compatibility, run operation, or a connection issue. But I couldn't exactly pin down why. Then I thought maybe I needed software that supported optical detection and tracking. Liu believed that with a viable optical detection and tracking system, the software should be able to control a camera to track down the moving space station and, in turn, command the telescope to follow along. But he didn't realize there was no existing software that could fulfill his plan. 
The first software he tested was too outdated. The second one was still under development. He eyed a third one. But that software was way too expensive for an independent space photographer to afford. For almost two years, he kept trying but failing. During the process, the construction of Tiangong began. In April 2021, the space station's core module Tianhe was successfully launched. In the following month, two manned spacecraft and two cargo ships were sent into space one after another. By the start of 2022, Liu started to feel a sense of urgency. Tiangong was set to be completed by the end of the year. His goal was to record its every configuration change along the way. He was running out of time. In March, he finally made the decision to code software of his own. Initially, he set an ambitious goal of developing a new system within 10 days, just in time to catch Tiangong moving across China's skyline. So, on the 28th of March, he started to 然后一开始的时候呢，其实还是重复了我最早的思路。So I started coding night after night from March the 18th. I reviewed the old method of tracking with orbital elements. On day three, I ran a test, and it didn't live up to my expectations. So after that, I switched to an optical detection and tracking method. By day five, I succeeded in realizing the function. When I pointed at the wall with a laser pen, I could program the telescope to track the light spot. Imagine that the light spot was Tiangong. In theory, I assumed I should be able to capture the space station. The reality, however, was very different from his imagination. Six days into coding, Tiangong began passing over the Chinese territory. Liu ran his second test, but caught nothing. His camera failed him. On day ten, he failed again, and the space station passed by. Then Liu's plan went astray. Ten sleep-deprived nights yielded no results. During this tortuous process, Liu's worried friend contacted him, asking, "Is Boyan still alive?" The next passing wouldn't come for weeks, so Liu continued adjusting his software and used the passing International Space Station as his practice target. Another few tests, more failed attempts, non-stop improvements. On April the third, Liu Boyan succeeded in capturing the passing International Space Station. Two weeks later, Tiangong orbited above northern China. On April the nineteenth, Liu drove three hours from Beijing to a small town in the neighboring Hebei Province for a shoot. It was past the midnight. The weather was perfect with clear sky. Liu set up his equipment beside a little pond. Frogs were singing. After a month of failed attempts, the heavenly palace appeared clearly on Liu's computer screen, like a beaming star. Since then, the stargazer has become a star chaser, 
traveling across China to capture every passing of China's space station. From April to June, we've been on the road. There was a rocket launch in Hainan on May the 10th. Then we traveled to Xi'an. After that, we spent a while in Guangzhou. Then we went to Zhou Chuan to see a launch, didn't we? And where did we go next? Beijing. I forgot. Our schedule was a mess. Next month, we'll probably go back to Zhou Chuan, then to Lenghu to see a meteor shower. Lenghu is a rising astronomy base. Many national scientific research institutes and universities have set up their telescopes there. I plan to do so as well. Being a space photographer has required endless traveling, and the destinations are often in the middle of nowhere. On every trip. It was Liu's girlfriend who acted as his assistant and kept him company. The first time I followed him to a shoot when we were still in Australia, I realized his life was not that of normal people. Many times, the places we visited were freezing cold without any signal. The only living beings were kangaroos. You couldn't even find a proper toilet. I asked him why he just showed others the photos instead of the effort behind. He said it's unnecessary. Every space photographer goes through the same process. There's no need to emphasize how hardworking you are. They had a flat tire in the wilderness and climbed a snow mountain at midnight. Not to mention that whenever the couple go out shooting, they need to travel with all their equipment that weighs over 100 kilograms. Despite all the danger and difficulties, Liu has never felt weary, and is still aiming high. In aerospace circles, people are roughly categorized into two types. The first type focuses entirely on tech stuff. They have the most advanced equipment to realize stable tracking and collect the best data, but they don't care about the aesthetic value of their photos. The other group goes to the other extreme. They work to educate people about space, so their focus is how and whether they can take pretty photos to impress people. I guess I want to be both. I want to take impressive photos that no one else can capture, but I also hope to collect data for research and engineering. Liu's stunning shots of the developing Tiangong Space Station have brought him fame among the general public. Yet the fame has also led to questioning voice. Some netizens have started leaving messages on his social media, guessing about his financial status and family background. His equipment could cost up to two hundred thousand yuan. It's all about money. Having talent isn't enough. His family must be super wealthy, having a gold mine or something. Liu ended up having to post an explanatory video to stop the rumors. All the equipment I use to capture the space station is either borrowed, rented, or gifted, so it didn't cost me a fortune. The 11-inch telescope was borrowed from a peer. 
The guide scope was donated by its manufacturer after I did a test for them. The interchangeable lens camera was a decent one. Because I couldn't afford it, I rented one for 150 yuan per day. The whole set is actually customized for the pool. Traveling for shoots also costs a lot for an independent photographer. So Liu thought about settling for a proper day job, but he eventually gave up. I thought about finding a job because I couldn't work on more important projects by myself. I got an interview with the Beijing Planetarium. They planned to hire me, but wouldn't allow me to work flexible hours. They wanted me to sit in the office from nine to six. I thought this is an unreasonable request coming from an astronomy institute. I need to work overnight for observations and travel around. My original goal was to find a bigger platform to accomplish greater things, not to have my time and income sources restrained. So I decided I shouldn't go. Liu now makes a living by partnering with technology and fashion brands to co-create viral social media content for commission. He's also receiving royalties, writing scientific articles and coding. As for his family, Liu said they certainly don't own a mine. In reality, the young man is from a family that could barely afford to buy him a telescope when he was a child. Liu's mother was a secondary school English teacher who put great store in education. Since Liu was three years old, she started reading him science stories from encyclopedias for kids. Before elementary school, my parents took me to tour every museum in Beijing, including the Beijing Planetarium and the Beijing Ancient Observatory. I showed greater interest in astronomy, so my parents bought me a telescope, which was worth 700 yuan, around 100 US dollars by today's exchange rate. Back then, they earned 200 yuan per month. They were so willing to invest in my hobby. As a little boy, he only used the telescope to watch the moon. But slowly, this childhood hobby turned into serious commitment. In high school, Liu joined his school's astronomy club, participated in national astronomy competitions, and spent a huge amount of time browsing astronomy forums online. To further pursue his interest, Liu studied hard and was admitted by the prestigious Peking University as an astronomy major student. But since attending college and competing with some of China's most intelligent minds, Liu discovered he perhaps was not meant for the ivory tower. When we had our first tutorial in my freshman year, I gave my classmate a quiz testing the basic astronomy knowledge. I could actually lecture them. They didn't have previous knowledge on astronomy, but astronomy was my only advantage. When it comes to other courses, I was either mediocre or lagging behind others. For example, my classmates could take a test to waive freshman year physics because they were national competition winners. Me, I struggled and barely passed that course. Same with other mathematics and physics courses of my major. So throughout my college years, it was quite painful. 
His struggle continued into his doctorate program at the University of Western Australia. He studied radio astronomy with a focus on the properties of hydrogen gases in the satellite galaxy of the Large Magellanic Cloud. While his fellow classmates busied themselves publishing their scientific discoveries in leading journals like Nature, Liu spent more time answering questions on Zhihu, the Chinese equivalent of the Q&A platform Quora, and became a popular science writer. Objectively speaking, I wasn't an outstanding doctorate. I barely met the minimum graduation requirement of publishing at least two articles. My comparative advantage was in public education, sharing astronomy knowledge with the general public. When I was about to graduate and asked my professors for advice on career choice, no one suggested to me to continue doing scientific research. One of them directly said to me, "You should never give up on public education." So after graduation, Liu started focusing on building his online profile and has slowly become recognized by more people. Though Liu Boyang wasn't an ace student, he was certainly a star leader. Back in college, Liu was elected the vice president of the school's astronomy club, and helped establish Beijing's first inter-college astronomy student organization. Later, he organized a college astronomy forum that gathered students across China for annual activities and academic exchanges. In fact, he got his internet name while organizing student activities. Now, in the summer activities, of course. 肯定就会认识很多各地天文社团的一些年轻人。While organizing all these activities, astronomy students across the country got together. When young people mingle, one of their favorite things to do is, of course, dating. As a result, I passively received a lot of information about their romantic relationships and gossip. Out of a researcher's scientific attitude, I created a diagram with connected lines explaining their complicated relationships. They ended up calling me astronomy gossiper. Liu then used the nickname as his internet name. As he started sharing astronomy knowledge online, he found some correlation between astronomy and gossip. 天文它是一个跟世界上很多事情有丰富联系的一个学科。Astronomy is a science that has rich connections with many things in the world. From the progression of human civilization to the latest technology development, from romantic depiction in literature works to individuals' imagination and beliefs, you can find traces of astronomy in human society and our emotional world. So, in a way, sharing stories and knowledge about astronomy is like spreading gossip. Like gossip, some of Liu's social media posts are fun and intriguing. In a recent Weibo post, Liu shared a video titled "How to Capture a UFO." In the video, Liu played with his smartphone camera to show how to fake an image of a UFO with the camera glare. It's de facto a video debunking fake news and the UFO cult. But other times, his content could be considered hardcore science that takes some mental effort to digest. Some of his fans are astronomy maniacs and experts, 
but most are amateurs. His girlfriend, who now helps him make short videos and run his TikTok account, tried to convince him to explain things in a more layman-friendly way, but he refused. My theory is that you cannot simplify things. When you make an effort to explain all the principles and theories, then people actually do understand. But if you just set the bar low, assuming people won't understand, you skip all the important details and break the logic, and your audience gets confused. Though astronomy is a comparably niche discipline, Liu managed to attract over one million followers on Weibo. In his observation, China's growing space exploration has sparked people's intense interest in learning more about the universe. 这几年整体来说，天文和航天的话题是非常的热门的。In recent years, astronomy and space have become hot topics. Chinese people pay close attention to scientific developments and important events in space exploration. Whenever I wrote an article or shot a video about a latest space event, people are easily drawn to my content. So I never worried about not having a broader audience. Though astronomy in China has a long history, with the ancient Chinese trying to identify stars and recording astronomical observations, the country was lagging behind in the modern development of the discipline. It was not until the 1980s, after China introduced the economic reforms known as the Reform and Opening Up, when Chinese astronomers started catching up with their Western counterparts. In 2008, when Liu entered college, Peking University had just resumed having astronomy as a separate major. Before that, the discipline was a subdivision of the geophysics major and could barely attract any students. The school had to lower its admission standards to attract applicants. As the first class of astronomy major undergraduates, few of my classmates got in because they were interested in astronomy. Only three students, that is one tenth of us, ended up choosing a career in astronomy. Some went on to study physics or even finance. Others are now selling planes, running a gym, singing for a living, or learning to become a violinist. But the major kept developing since then and has now become very strong. Admission standards have been raised. Today, astronomy undergraduates at the school are really brilliant. When Liu entered college in 2008, the foundation-laying ceremony of China's 500-meter Apture Spherical Telescope, FAST for short, took place in the southwestern province of Guizhou. The same year. Liu received his doctorate and returned to China in 2020. Fast, now the largest radio telescope in the world, officially began operating. With the swift development of China's modern astronomy, more and more Chinese young people are being inspired to explore the once neglected scientific field. Like Liu, many of them are now spreading astronomical knowledge to the general public. You can see more astronomy influencers becoming active on all kinds of platforms. Some are my long-term friends; others are latecomers. 
I think this is great. Some of us focus on pure science, others are good at telling stories, some show the beauty of astronomy, and others reveal the mysterious side. We all try to do the same thing, but in our own different ways. By interacting with some of his loyal fans, Liu also discovered that he could bring people something more profound than simply scientific knowledge. I have some very loyal fans who will respond to whatever I post, and you can see they are really inspired. They appreciate the way I confront failures and stay positive. They leave very positive messages wishing me good luck and success in the next attempt. Through the content I share on social media, I hope to introduce all the latest developments in astronomy and the achievements of astronomers. But moreover, I'm sharing stories about challenging oneself and beating the odds. It is something universal. It's about human nature. Anyone could relate to it. I want to encourage people and generate some positive social value. To make a greater impact, Liu Boyang has also established a volunteer organization bringing astronomy classes to elementary and secondary schools across China. Since college, Liu Boyang has been an active student leader in chairing various educational activities and social events. In 2014, Liu proposed the establishment of an educational program called Teach for Astro, which aimed to bring astronomy classes to young children across China. We recruited astronomy lovers and young astronomers from universities and observatories to give lectures in elementary and secondary schools. These volunteers are passionate about astronomy education. The program kicked off in Beijing. Starting from 2014, Liu and his team visited 20 to 30 schools every semester, inviting children to look up into the starry sky and learn about the beautiful Milky Way. Before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, they organized excursions and took children overseas to some famous astronomical observation sites in Australia and the United States to see shooting stars. Besides teaching children in the metropolitan capital city, Liu and his team are also dedicated to bringing astronomy classes to underprivileged children living in remote villages. We work with charities like the China Social Welfare Foundation to offer astronomy classes in Gannan Tibetan Autonomous Prefecture in northwest China's Gansu province. We also worked with another social welfare organization that brings online education to village schools. Via a big screen, I recently managed to deliver an astronomy lecture to over 50 elementary schools. Liu wrote on his Weibo account that through these astronomy classes, he hoped every child could have an opportunity to see the different skies in every corner of the world. Besides teaching, the Teach for Astro team has also translated over 50 books on astronomy. A few titles were independently translated by Liu. Because our team works online and not everyone is available to teach offline, some of us mainly work in translation. 
I think translating brings me a sense of achievement. Though the process was painstaking, it was great to see the books out on the shelves and being flipped through by readers. One of the latest works translated by Liu and his team was a beautiful pictorial titled "Universe: Exploring the Astronomical World." From cave paintings to scientific diagrams, the book celebrates the development of the modern scientific discipline of astronomy and its cultural, historical, and artistic value. It perfectly explained the beauty of astronomy, which Liu described. As an ever-evolving science, astronomy makes the universe comprehensible. It helps us understand the various phenomena happening in the universe. You may find the phenomena mysterious at first, but with some basic knowledge in astrophysics, you can calculate and understand everything. This is amazing. Also, astronomy is an ever-evolving discipline. It's not a dead classical science only existing in historical records. It's in the news. Astronomers around the world are making new discoveries, proposing crazy ideas, and developing ever more advanced telescopes every day. We now see things that we could never have seen before. Astronomy is a discipline that makes you feel the development of human civilization. Juggling with so many roles and responsibilities already, Liu Boyan is not satisfied. He's now focusing on his new identity as a programmer. Since succeeding in coding his own optical detection and tracking software, Liu is now developing a software for satellite orbit determination. Meanwhile, he is perfecting his astronomical photography techniques to better capture the developing Chinese space station. Though I'm working with amateur-level equipment because of limited financial resources, my goal is to reach the world's highest technical standard in spacecraft photography. To a stargazer like Liu, the sky isn't the limit. With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to our reporter Wang Chuan. I'm Manling. If you are interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary people in China, follow us on Apple Podcast. Just the key in footprints, and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We will see you next time. Bye for now.